Welcome to the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast, where women come to be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to go further, push harder, and shine brighter through personal conversations with me, your host, LaShonda McLaurin. So, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast. LaShonda here, and I hope that you're having an amazing day and ready to have yet another great week. So here we are at episode 99 of this podcast, and we've covered so many topics. And while each and every one of them is an important topic in today's episode, I'm going to kind of give you my holy grail list of mental health tips. That's right. Today, we're discussing my top five mental health tips that I believe everyone should be applying in their lives. And so I hope to inspire you to do the work. Can y'all believe it? Episode 99. Like what? I'm super amped up to get to episode 100. But for today, episode 99, I really, really want to inspire you guys and to help you out. There are so many things that we all need to do for our mental health, but the five things I'm going to discuss today are truly at the top of the list for me. And they are things that I find myself going over the most in my sessions with my clients. And speaking of clients, y'all, Every one of the tips that we're going to discuss today are things that you can try and do on your own, but they're even better when you do them with a professional. Just saying. I've been telling you guys about my counseling services, and I am super proud to say that I am almost maxed out. Like, literally, I have a max number of clients that I will see at one time, and I am about six clients away from that max. So, Please don't hesitate if you're looking to work with me because once those client slots are filled, that's it until someone else is discharged. So if you want to know more information about working with me, visit my website, mclaurinmentalwellness.com, book you a free 15 minute consultation and do it now, okay? I would hate for you to wait until next week and I'm like, sorry, I'm full and now you got to get on the waiting list. We can't work together yet. So again, the site is mclaurinmentalwellness.com and I will leave a link to it in the show notes. Now, no more dilly-dallying. Let's hop right into these tips. And I'm really excited about these because I literally talk about this stuff in some shape or form every day, but I love doing it. So on to the tips. The first mental health tip that I hope you are employing in your life is setting boundaries. If you aren't setting boundaries in your life, I'm gonna need you to get your life together, okay? Boundaries are a necessary part of life. It is something that we are taught to do as children. Do you remember that? Remember when you were a kid and your parents told you what to do when someone does X, Y, Z to you, then you need to do this, right? For some of us, our parents was like, if they hit you, you better hit them back or go tell the teacher or tell them, no, don't do this. Use your voice. You were basically being taught how to set boundaries with your peers. It was perfectly fine to do as a kid. 
But fast forward 20 or 30 years later and people are struggling to set boundaries with those same peers and now with their parents. As hard and as uncomfortable and as scary as it may be to set boundaries with a friend, a spouse, a parent, it is necessary for your mental health. Without boundaries, most relationships are bound to be one-sided, typically sided, not in your favor, okay? It's important that you become comfortable with telling people no, with telling people the truth and expressing how you really feel. It's important that you do what you want to do, even if others don't want you to do it, okay? Remember that boundaries are for you, not them. And because of this, it is hard for many people to set them because most people, a lot of people are people pleasers. So setting boundaries goes against that. It can be anxiety inducing. I completely get it, but I'm gonna still need you to start somewhere. Okay. Take inventory of your life, your relationships, your environment, and determine where you need to start setting boundaries and take baby steps. We talked about the importance of baby steps in the last episode. So setting boundaries is an essential part of life. I hope that you are doing it. My second mental health must is to not take things personally. This is one that I've come to know and learn about in recent years, and I've been busy trying to free others of the burden of believing that everything everyone does is because of them. Listen, I need you to know and understand that no matter how a person may try to guilt you into believing so, their behavior is a reflection of themselves, not you. You cannot make a person do anything. Realizing that a person's behavior is a them problem and not a you problem is freeing because when people react to us negatively, we typically look inward and begin to think to ourselves, what did I do to cause this? If your husband gets mad at you about something that you did and he goes off on you, yes, his reaction is solely a him problem. Now I get it. You may have done something wrong. But still, the way the other person responds is their choice. You have to understand that. Stop believing that people mistreating you is your fault. It's not. Now, it is your fault if you continue to take it and allow them to treat you that way. But their behavior in itself is their choice. I learned about this while reading the book, The Four Agreements, which is a really short and sweet little book. And it has truly been life changing for people who deal with anxiety. They are often worried that they are the cause of other people's bad behavior. This way of thinking helps put the responsibility where it belongs. It is time to stop taking the blame for other people's behavior. Focus on your behavior and know that their behavior is not about you. So don't take it personal. My next mental health must is rationalizing negative thoughts. Y'all, this is a must, okay? Just put insert claps in between each word just now. (laughs) If you are a worry wart, if you are a negative Nancy, if you are a scaredy cat, if you are a pessimist, rationalizing your thoughts is crucial, It helps take you off the cycle of worry and fear and negativity, and it allows you to move forward with truth. Okay. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, and I have a free worksheet rationalized and replaced on my website to help you do this in real life. But let's go through an example anyway of what rationalizing looks like. So 
It is my belief that anxiety is rooted in fear for most people. So most of your thoughts stem from a place of fear, okay? So let's say you wake up in the morning and the first thing you see, you grab your phone and you got an email from your boss saying, we need to meet when you get in today. Immediately, your stomach starts to hurt, your hands start to sweat, your head starts to hurt a little bit and your mind starts flowing with all these negative and fearful thoughts. Oh Lord, what does she want? I'm about to get fired. They, something must have happened. What did I do? And so on and so on. Somebody must have said something about me. They don't like me. This is about to be a horrible day. Yada, yada, yada. You work yourself up into this frenzy and you are convinced that today is going to be horrible and that you are about to lose your job. Okay. (laughs) Rationalizing can cause you to first stop, stop those negative thoughts in their track and write them down, please. Okay. Recognize them. Stop the tornado from twirling in your head so that you can think. Once you realize all these negative and fearful thoughts you're having, you can begin to speak truth to them. Ask yourself, am I really about to get fired today? Am I really about to lose my job? Well, the truth is you're great at your job. You've never been written up or had any disciplinary actions against you. And the truth is they can't fire you without having a disciplinary record on file. So we can assess that you are not about to lose your job today. Stop worrying about that. Fear number one has been debunked. You go on and you do this with every scary thought that you are having and soon you'll find yourself relishing in the truth. Then you allow yourself to say these truthful thoughts to yourself over and over and over until you feel calm and secure and you go into work and you realize that your boss just wanted to thank you for your hard work and plan for the next quarter. The end. (laughs) Rationalizing can change everything. So make sure that you are doing this on a regular basis, especially if you are a worrier. Next up is self-care. I'm sure you know or you are learning how important self-care is. Burnout is the truth and it can creep up on you, okay? Self-care is going to be an ongoing aspect of life. You have to constantly do it. It's not just for moms. It's not just for professionals. It's for students. It's for those who stay at home. It's for everyone who is putting out energy into the world, okay? Self-care helps you to replenish yourself. You can't give from an empty cup. So if you already aren't, put in some effort in the self-care department. It doesn't have to be fancy. Y'all know a good nap is all I need, okay? (laughs) But figure out some ways to take care of yourself. Now, my last mental health must is to know your power. The longer and longer I work in the mental health field, the more I see and notice that women truly underestimate themselves way too much, okay? Too many women are walking around believing that they can't, things are too hard, it's too much, this will break me, I'm not strong enough, and so on, stop it, okay? I really hope that you spend the rest of this year realizing your power, getting to know your power, tapping into your power, testing your power, Debunk this notion within yourself that you can't do it, 
This idea that things are too big for you or too hard for you, or this transition is too much for you, or this point in life is just unbearable. You guys have overcome so much. And I really want you to remember that you're not just a warrior. You are a warrior. Okay. I have to remind myself of this all the time that I can do it. Sometimes I look at my schedule or my plans and there's this little voice that says, girl, this too much. This is too hard, girl. Pull back, abort, abort. (laughs) Can you really make this happen? And I literally say to myself out loud, Shonda, you can do this. You can do this. Don't succumb to the fear. You can do it. Sometimes I'll even walk up to my husband and tell him, say to me, say, you can do this. And he'll be like, you can do this. And I'm like, that's all I needed to hear. Tell yourself what you need to hear. But remember that you are powerful, okay? This is a must know for your mental health. So that's my top five mental health must haves or must do's. Okay. Setting boundaries, not taking things personally, rationalizing your thoughts, implementing self-care and knowing your power. I know that 2020 has been all over the place, but I believe that if you put these five practices into place, you will truly come out of this year better than you came in it and you will leave stronger than ever. So I hope that you feel inspired to take care of your needs by setting boundaries with others to remember that nothing is as it seems. So rationalize those thoughts and to know your power. Nothing is too hard for you with a strong mind. You can do anything. All you have to do is try. So until next time, stay encouraged and inspire someone else along the way. I'll talk to you guys in episode 100.